Hallelujah. We thank you for another day. We thank you for this Tuesday night teaching, TNT night, here at New Heart Worship Center. We give you praise, Lord, that you just uh, bless the hearers this morning, those that will be listening to the podcast, and we welcome those that will be watching it on YouTube. Uh, we want to pray. We're praying for you, pastors. Father, we pray for the pastors around the world that are going through this uh, shut-in and shelter-in-place, and, and many are suffering, uh, need of food and, and uh uh, ne- basic necessities, but you said, take no thought what we eat, what we drink, where we sleep. You know, we have needed those things before we even ask, so we thank you that you're supplying everyone's needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. We thank you that your your, your, your meal bearer is not failing, the oil is not failing, that you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out, that the hand of the Lord is upon you and your church and your church members, and we thank the Lord for uh, for allowing us to even be in this end time season, season of things winding up. We are, we are part of the greatest generation. We are the generation that uh, is prophesied to usher in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords into the earth once again. And oh, what a great celebration there should be in heaven when, when God calls us all back home. And so, Father, even as, we, as you're preparing us to come back, we pray, Lord, that your people will be ready in the day of the Lord. It will be uh, strong that it would do exploits, and the word exploits mean take risks for the kingdom of heaven. So we just bless this word tonight, Lord, bless the hearers. Uh, let the anointing be appointed at those who are here, that they will uh, uh, be able to withstand the onslaught of the enemy, even in these evil times. We ask you to bless the word tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So welcome tonight. We're going to do a, our Tuesday night Bible study. Amen. We've been speaking prophetically. Uh, but I want to just talk a little bit tonight how to go through transitions with peace. You know, the whole world is shut down. Many people are uh, going through or sheltered in place. Some are going back to work. Uh, there's needs. I've getting calls from around the world and Africa and Sri Lanka and Nepal and India and Uganda and Nigeria and even in Illinois. Just people are, are going through so many things and... Uh, and I'm going to give you a, a word of help to help you through this transition. I, I said how to go through transitions because more is coming. And more, uh, uh, the Bible says there will be wars, rumors of wars, plagues, and many different plagues and th- things coming. But uh, you can go through these transitions with peace if you have the Prince of Peace in your life. So we want to do a study tonight. Uh, uh, we'll start in Genesis chapter 2. We know the, where it all began. I want to talk about being covered in the glory of the Lord, and uh, when you're not covered in the glory of the, the, the uh, you become uncovered in sin. And so God made a provision for Adam and Eve to cover them in glory, but they lost the covering. And so when you want to go through transitions, you have to have a covering of God over your life. Genesis 2 verse 25 says that the man and his wife were both naked, and they were not embarrassed or shamed in each other's presence. So they had been covered by God not to even know that their nakedness, that their nakedness was covered by the glory of the Lord and that they didn't know even in their own thinking that there was anything wrong with being naked. They, they didn't know because they never, uh, they did not have, at that time, did not partake of the tree of life. Genesis 3 verse 5 says, For God knows the day that you eat of it, your eyes, your spiritual eyes will be open, 
and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil, blessing and calamity. So in the beginning, they didn't even know what blessing was. They didn't know what calamity was. They didn't know what good was, and they didn't know what evil was. They were covered in God's glory. And so uh, the covering was broken when they partook of the fruit, and the seed of rejection and the seed of pride entered them uh, because of the sin of eating from their fruit. First Timothy 2, verse 14 and 15 says, And it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman who was deceived, deluded, and fell into transgression. The woman was deceived. Adam wasn't deceived, but the woman was deceived by the serpent. But then he says in verse 15, Nevertheless, nevertheless, the sentence upon the woman of pain and motherhood does not hinder, it didn't hinder their souls, salvation, and they will be saved eternally if they continued in faith and love and holiness with self-control, saved indeed through the childbearing or by the birth of the divine child. So God had already made a plan for them that they would receive eternal life uh, one day through Jesus Christ. If they walk in faith and self-control and in love and in holiness uh, until Jesus came. So there was no covering over them, but by faith came in. And, and if you begin to walk in faith, you're covered by God. We were made in his image. Adam and Eve were made in the image of God. And they were covered by his light. You can see it on the, on the overhead. <clears throat> Psalms 104, verse 2 says, You are one. You are the one, talking about Jesus, who covers yourself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain or a tent. God covers himself in light. In the Mount of Transfiguration, all they see was Paul, uh, uh, Moses and Jesus and, 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 and uh, I guess Elijah. They all were there talking, but they were clothed in light. Adam was clothed in glory or in light when God created him, and he was covered. Matthew 17, 2 says, his appearance underwent a change in their presence. His face shone clear and bright like the sun. His clothing became as white as light. So light is, is part of your DNA. The glory of the Lord is light. His word is light. The entrance of the word is light and life. And uh, when Moses went up to talk to God on the mountain, he, the Bible says in Exodus 34, verse 29 to 30, it says, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of the testimony in his hand, he did not know that his skin and face shone and sent forth beams by reason of his speaking with the Lord. And when Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they feared to come near to him. When you get close to God, Moses got close to God face to face. When you get so close to God, the glory of God comes off on you. Uh, your face shines. You, you, you become, the glory uh, comes upon you, and you're, you're, you're covered in glory. And so in these end times, you need to be covered in glory. Amen. And uh, at Genesis 3, a guy came and looked for them after they have eaten of the fruit, Genesis 3.10, and he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid and I, I, th that I was naked and I hid myself. We'll look at that slide in, in a little bit. 
But uh, I just wanted to share. I used to do, um, used to work with the Benny Hinn Crusades and, and work on the platform and work in security on some of the crusades that would happen. And I noticed the more I, I, that you, you stayed and you were in that atmosphere, the, the anointing and the glory of the Lord was resident on you. And if you would watch uh, some of the guys that were constantly in every crusade, I wasn't in every crusade, but you watch Benny Hinn and you watch some of the other guys, their hair began to turn white after all these crusades. It's because being in the presence, it just changed the, the, the glory, changes your very essence and your very presence. And it changed the color of the hair and the hair became white. A lot of the workers uh, became white. They worked on the platforms and stuff. The hair became white. Mine came out, but that's another story. Hallelujah. Because of the uncovering, rejection came in because Satan said, oh, you good. God's rejecting you. He don't want you to know knowledge. You're not going to be like him. And so she partook of the fruit. And because of rejection brings, rejection brings pride and fear. Pride brings forth rebellion. And so we're in a pandemic and we're seeing uh, that people get frustrated and pride says, I can go out and do whatever I want to and I don't fear and fear. I was afraid at first. And then they begin to rebel against authority. Nehemiah 9 verse 16 says, but they and our fathers were presumptuously self-reliant and stiffened their necks and did not heed to your commandments. They refused to obey nor they were nor were they mindful of your wonders and miracles which you did among them but they stiffened their necks in their rebellion appointed a captain that they might return to their bondage in Egypt but you are a god ready to pardon gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great steadfast love you did not forsake them uh, all through history, and even right now, the whole world is shut down is because man has begun to depend upon their self-reliance and their self and their pride and, uh, and telling the world how great their nation is, how great they are. But this pandemic has shut down all the great men. All the men had to shut up and be quiet before the Lord and, and begin to understand that their self-reliance is not enough. Uh, the scientists say, oh, we, gonna, we can help it, we can fix it, but they still have not found a cure. They still have not found a vaccine, and only God is the healer. And so the rejection came in. Their eyes, the Bible says in Genesis that the eyes were open, and they knew that they were naked. So the covering that God had placed over them it was a covering over their spiritual eyes and over their spiritual understanding. And once they got hold of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, then they became aware of the physical attributes of their body. They became aware of sin and uh, sin and God. They had to sew fig leaves together and made themselves aprons and girdles. And uh, he, he, verse 10 says of Genesis 3, we read it before. He said, I heard you, the sound of you walking in the garden. And I was afraid and I was naked and I hid myself. Verse 11 says, and he said to him, who told you? You were naked. How did you find out you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? It's like uh, uh, your children when they were little and two years old and they got into the cookie jar or they got into the ice cream. And you're asking, what have you been doing? And, you, and they say nothing. And you can see it all around their mouth that they've been in the cookies and they've been in the ice cream. 
That's how Adam and oh, nothing. we didn't do nothing. We didn't do nothing. But God could see it on their face that they did something. Now, in this season, the, uh, prophetically, all creation is groaning. Romans 8, 21 to 23 says the, that nature and creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and corruption and gain an entrance into the glorious freedom of God's children. The whole earth is shaking because they know they are uncovered. They know they are in perversion. They know they are in iniquity. They know they are in rebellion. And they're waiting on the manifest sons of God. They're waiting on the church to rise up and show them the way. We know, verse 22 says, we know the whole creation uh, of irrational creatures has been moaning together in pains of labor until now. The whole earth is shaking and convulsing and men are shaking and convulsing because they know that God is on the throne and they know that God is getting ready to judge the earth. But not only creation, verse 23 of, of, of Romans 8 says, not only creation, but we ourselves too who have and enjoy the first fruits of the Holy Spirit a foretest of the blissful things to come, we groan inwardly too as we wait for the redemption of our bodies, these physical bodies. We know one day we're going to get a glorified body. We know these bodies, we're groaning even now in this pandemic. We're believers. We know we can be afflicted with the, with the virus just like anyone else, and our bodies go through the pain and suffering, but we have faith in God, and we have the healing power of God in our life that we don't suffer as, as the creation uh, creatures, uh, uh, those that are not covered, uh, suffer. We know that our Lord heals, our Redeemer is near, and that a redemption of our body from the sensuality and the grave which reveal our adoption as manifest as sons of God. Even though we're believers, even though we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the physical senses are still within our body. We still have are, are bombarded with billboards and pictures and all ungodly words and ungodly things, and we're groaning and we're waiting on the Jesus to come and take us back and bring us to our glorified body. So we know we suffer in this body. But we don't suffer as the world suffers. We don't, we don't worry as the world suffers. And we're talking about how to transition even through a hard time. The believer doesn't worry as much as the, as the sinner worries. See, the world is fearful. Uh, even some church members are fearful. They don't want to come to church because they're, they're afraid that the, the, they're going to get the coronavirus. But they don't understand that he that tries to save his life will lose his life. We're not trying to, uh, 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 we're, dying is not death to us. Dying is life to the believer. It, it, it's glory to us. Uncleanness and wickedness uncovers us. Leviticus 18, 23 to 25. He said, neither shall you lie with any beast to defile yourself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down to it is confusion. Defile not yourself with any of these things for all these nations are defiled which I cast out before you. The land is defiled. The earth is defiled. The earth is defiled. Therefore, I do visit iniquity, the iniquity thereof upon it. And the land, listen, the scripture said, the land itself vomited out her inhabitants. 
It's where the land is convulsing, it's sending forth plagues. When your body gets sick and you get a fever, the reason why you get a fever is because there's an infection in your body and your body is reacting to that infection and causing your body to heat up and, and, and it's fighting that infection. And so the earth is so infected with sin that is convulsing and is spewing out plagues, it's, the uh, nature is, is rebelling, uh, killer bees are flying around, hornet, everything is going crazy because it's waiting on the manifest sons of God to manifest. We are recovered and recovered by the covering of Christ. We are recovered, we, re, we become recovered from sin. Ezekiel 16 verse 1. I want you to turn to your Bibles if you're studying along with us. Ezekiel 16 verse 1 through 4 says, Again the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know, understand, and realize her adulterous abominations that they are disgusting, detestable, and shamefully vile. This is what God looks at our sin. The disgusting, detestable, and shamefully vile. And say, thus said the Lord God to Jerusalem, to America, to Africa, to Uganda, to Indonesia, to Sri Lanka. Thus said the Lord God, your represent, uh, represent Jerusalem, represent Israel, your spiritual origin. You were born, your spiritual origin comes from the, from the garden. And your birth are thoroughly Canaanitish. Your spiritual father was an Ammonite, and your spiritual mother was a Hittite. God saying, you left, left me. You didn't went to those idols and those other gods, and, and you're, you're a Canaanitess. Verse 4 says, from your birth, on the day you were born, your navel cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to cleanse you, nor rubbed with salt and swaddled with bands at all. Uh, you just notice there's a picture of a picture of an abandoned baby that's left in a culvert. Not washed, not cleansed, not rubbed, not, not the natural things, just abandoned. Verse 5 says, No, I pitied you. You do all any of these things for you. To do all these things for you. Nobody even pitied you. You were just laying in the ditch to have compassion on you. But you were cast out in an open field, you, for your person was abhorrent and loathsome on the day that you were born. And when I, when I passed by you, saw you rolling about in your blood, I said in you, to you in your blood, live. Yes, I said, I said to you still in your natal blood, live. So God is saying to Israel, a type and shadow. He said, you are like a child that was left in a culvert somewhere. And I saw you and I came and I said, live. And, I, and, and, and let's go on a little bit. Verse 8. He said, now when I passed by you and looked upon you, behold, your time was a time of love. And I spread my skirt over thee and covered your nakedness. And I swear to thee and entered into a covenant with thee. And, and said the Lord God, thou becamest mine. That's the whole thing. God said, I, even though you're in your sin, I will cover you. Even though you're, you're, you're wretched and, and wicked and defiled, he said, I came and I covered you. Verse 9 says, then I washed you with water. I baptized you with water. I baptized you in the Holy Spirit. The washing of my word, the water of the word. I washed you, yearly, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. I even gave you an anointing. 
I clothe thee also with embroidered work. And I shot thee with badger skins, and I girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. So God is saying, this is what I did for you. You were a sinner. I came, and I redeemed you. I saved you. I filled you with the Holy Spirit. I turned your life around. You were on crack. You were on cocaine. You were an alcoholic. You were in the street. You were living in the gutter. And I came and I cleaned you up. Then I gave you a house to live in. I gave you clean clothes to wear. I gave you a job. I blessed you. But he said, like Israel, you turned your back on me. God said, I covered you. And so God still wants to cover you even though we're in the midst of a plague. In Ruth 3 and 9, they're covering. I'm talking about the covering. Ruth 3 and 9 said, Ruth went and Naomi told him, Ruth, you need to go. When Boaz goes to sleep, go get up under his skirt. Go get at the foot of his bed and, and, and get under his covering. And he said, and Ruth did what Naomi said. And then when he woke up, he said, who are you? And Ruth 3, 9. And she said, answered, I am Ruth, thy handmaid. Spread forth thy skirt over thy handmaid. Thou art my near kinsman, my redeemer. So it was a type and shadow of she married Boaz. When, when, when she got up under his covering, she was saying, you are to marry me. You are to redeem me. I'm part of your kinsman, and you should redeem me. And he did. He redeemed her. And there, there, there are a lot of people looking for their Boaz. They're still on Facebook now looking for my Boaz. You ain't coming. <laughs> B-O-A-Z. Amen. You got a P-O-A-Z. Amen. You don't want him. Now he said, now back early when God said you were a Canaanite, he said your spiritual parents are a Canaanite and an Amorite. Canaanite means rejected and despised. Your spiritual parents are rejected and despised who you run into your idols. He said Amorite means lifted up, pride. Hittite means fear or terror. Terror or fear. And so when you people that are in sin, even right now in America, that you don't know, that's why you're in fear. Because your spiritual parents are an Amorite and a Hittite and a Canaanite. That's your spiritual parents. God is saying, I want to redeem you from that curse. Rejection brings fear and rejection brings pride into man's inheritance. You don't get your inheritance because you're following the wrong God. You're following idolatry. You're following witchcraft. You're following sorcery. You're following uh, the world system and, and it's cutting you off from your spiritual blessings. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For God did not give us the spirit of timidity. Why are you afraid during this pandemic? <clears throat> of cowardice. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to come out of craving and cringing and fawning fear. We got some believers that need to make an adjustment at home because your faith is not as strong as you thought it was. You're still afraid to come out of your house. It ain't going to kill you. But yet he has not. He has given us a spirit of power, of love, of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Now, I know there's a lot of believers at home and they're fighting and arguing. Oh, you're supposed to do what the law said. You ain't supposed to come to church. With That's because your faith is not where it needs to be. And I, well, I heard of preachers getting in sickness and, and, and died from it. And some preachers did. Still, whether I live or die, Christ in me has redeemed me. My Redeemer liveth. Amen. 
I trust in the Lord to heal me of any sickness. I trust him just like he, when you get the flu. You believe the Lord uh, to heal you in there. When you get the flu, you stay at home. When you get the flu, you don't want to cast it out. So that's just like anything else. you got to have discipline and self-control. But that's all right. I have a word for you. God said he's not mad at you. He's not mad at you. You just need to increase your faith. Get back into the word. Get stronger in your faith. As I share with my congregation over the years, the last 10, 15 years, I said there's going to come a day where you got to be able to hear from the voice of the Lord to save your life. And so God can't condemn you if you're staying at home in the, in the virus. You're saving your life. You, you felt you heard what the Lord told you to do. That's what you do. I'm doing what God told me to do. Amen. Preach his word. Be in his house and, and minister the word. So rejection is a Canaanite spirit. Hittite is fear. Amorite is pride. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Every nation has fallen because they got lifted up in pride. Every great nation, the Romans, the, uh, uh, all the way through history, the great nations, uh, we're seeing it play out before us. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's statue of the bronze, silver, and gold, and then the mixture, all the, we're seeing it being played out before us. Ephesians 1 verse 4 uh, talks about we are cho chosen, we are accepted. 1 Peter uh, 1 2 says, According to his foreknowledge, he foreknew you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. You were chosen and accepted. And so God knows your beginning and your end, the middle and everything else about you. And so we need to trust in the Lord and have peace even in the midst of your transition. Ezekiel said, Son of man, cause Jerusalem to know their abominations. It's the job of the prophet and apostle to, to, to call out your sin and call out the iniquities that cause you to go into captivity. We're to call out the abominations, the perversion, the bestiality, the homosexuality, the drug use, all of these things. God said, cause them to know. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear you correct them. They don't want to be corrected. It's because their spiritual parents are Amorite, uh, uh, Hittite, and uh, Canaanite. Isaiah 30 verse 1 says, Woe or grief to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel but not of me. You went to the witch doctor. You went to the palm reader. You went to astrologers. Instead, of, he said, you take counsel but not of me that cover with the covering but not of my spirit that, I may, that they may add sin to sin. So when you go to the witch doctor or you go to the, the, the medicine man or you go to the soothsayer, they cover you with a covering of demonic covering. You're not covered. And so when, when you're going through transitions and you're going through trouble, your covering is not right and it covers sin on top of you and, and uh, uh, you're not at peace. A good example uh, is King Saul. He rebelled against God. He didn't do what God told him to do. God told him to kill all the cattle, keep all the sheep, kill everything. Don't bring back anything. Kill it all. And he didn't do it. And, and, and uh, he got rebuked. He said, and, and Samuel said, this day the kingdom has been written out of your hands. And then Samuel said, go and I'll go. The enemy had come against him. He said, go and uh, uh, wait for me in 10 days and I'll come to you. And the Bible says that King Saul went to the wicked witch of Endor. Because he had, Saul, King Saul didn't have a spiritual covenant any longer. God had left him. And so he went to the wicked witch. And the witch 
He had put all the witches out of the kingdom, but the witch said, oh, you come to kill me. I know you put all the kill all the witches. And he said, call up Samuel for me. And Samuel came and Samuel came up from the spirit realm. He said, why are you bothering me? You're cursed. Tomorrow you're going to be dead. So his covering had left him. And that's what's going on in the earth. The earth doesn't have a covering. Most nations are not covered by God. God's trying to say who's on the Lord's side. God is loving and he is accepting and he wants to change the heart of America and change the heart of your nation. Uh, Ezekiel 36, 26. This is the name of our ministry is New Heart Worship Center. He said a new heart also will I give you a new spirit will I put it within you and I will take away the stony heart of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. You'll love your neighbor instead of telling on your neighbor. You, you'll, you'll try to help your neighbor. And I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statues. You shall keep my judgments and do them. And even through this pandemic, some of these governors try to get the mayor, try to get people to tell on their neighbor. Well, if they're not distancing and if they're not wearing a mask, you call on this hotline and we'll give you some money. That is Communism at its greatest, Hitler's did that. But God said, I'll give you a heart that you don't want to uh, uh, tell on your neighbor. You want to take your neighbor a plate. You want to help your neighbor. You want to clothe your neighbor. You want to help your neighbor. I'll give you, God said, I will give you a new heart. You can't do it by yourself. God said, I got to take out the stony heart and give you a new heart. All you got to do is repent of your sins and I'll do the rest of the work. Come as you are. You don't have to try to help yourself. You can't clean yourself up. Only the blood of Jesus can clean you up. God said, "Is a new covering of mercy he wants to extend to us. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians that the God of this world, but their minds were blinded, 2 Corinthians 3, 14 through 17, their minds were blinded until this day remaineth. The same veil, there's a veil over most people walking in the earth right now. It's taken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. So if you're not covered by Christ and you're not covered, you're not saved, you're not covered by his glory and you build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, building up the glory of God in the spirit realm, the demonic spirits can see the light in you, the glory of you in you, and it'll leave you. They leave you alone. But those that are walking the earth that are not associated with Christ, that are still in darkness, they have a veil, a dark veil over their face. Even though they're walking in the natural, there's a veil over them and demons see that veil and demons attack those people more than they would attack a Christian. But even until this day, that's why the coronavirus is, is seeking out. He's looking for those that are not Christ, and he's killing them off. But even until this day, when Moses is read, the veil upon their heart. There's a veil upon your heart. Nevertheless, when it's your turn, when it's your turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So how do you, how do you transition with peace? Know that the veil has been removed over your heart. He's given you a new heart and you're walking in liberty in the spirit realm. And you're not panicking and you're not fearful and you're not tormented and you're not afraid of whatever virus comes, whatever the enemy throws. You've got the peace of God. He said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. I give you my peace. Your peace is so powerful. I got a teaching on the peace of God. Your peace is so powerful. Jesus said, when you enter into the house and they receive you in it, believer, leave your peace there. It'll cause peace to come into the house. That powerful peace. We have to, you have to speak. You have to be covered. 
speak God's word and use Abraham as an example. Abraham left everything familiar, altered his whole lifestyle, left his parents' household, everybody left. He lived in a tent in the land of God's promise. He acted like the founding father, even though he wasn't one. God said, you're going to be a father of many nations. So he began to act like it. He willed to act on God's word, even when his promised land seemed to be a promise of nothing. God promised him a son and then came and said, give me that son. And by faith, he stood and getting ready to kill his son. He said, my Lord, promise me I will have seed as the, as the sand of the sea. I can number the stars. But he stood on that faith. You got to stand on the word of God, even in the promises of God, even that so many of you get, <laughs> you've been prophesied to, you didn't have hands laid on, you got more prophecies than anybody I know. You got a book of prophecy, but yet you're afraid of a coronavirus and the prophecy said you're going to do this, 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 and this. That means that you don't believe the prophecy that was spoken over you. Even if you get hit with the, the coronavirus, it ain't going to kill me because my prophetic word has not been fulfilled. So I know I got faith. To the next level. The present desolation is about is but the preparation for your transformation. I ministered Sunday about prepare. There's a prophetic word God said in this window of time between now and July and August, prepare, get ready, prepare to transition, to, to transform, to prepare your new wineskin, to pre prepare to transition over into a new spiritual land. Prepare yourself. Transition over with peace. Even in your offering and your giving, even though these churches shut down, you should continue to give to God. Genesis 20 verse 16 says, And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of the eyes. And unto all that are with thee and with all other, thus she was reproved. This was the king Abimelech after God broke out on him because Abraham had told him he was a sister. And, and God came to him in a dream and told him, hey, don't you touch Sarah. And he made all, her, all his maidens barren. And he asked Abraham, you, you better pray for me. And he gave Abraham 20, he said, Abraham, you are her covering. You take the reproach away from her. So I got I to gotta pay you. And Amplified says it this way, Genesis 20, verse 16. And he said to Sarah, Behold, I have given this brother of yours a thousand pieces of silver. See, it is to compensate you. So you get compensation when you cover it. For all that has occurred and to vindicate your honor before all who are with you, before all men, you are cleared and compensated. I ain't touch you. I ain't did nothing. I paid you. Your honor's restored. God, don't touch me. Don't kill my kingdom. Second Corinthians 9 verse 10 says, And God who provides seed to the sower, even though this pandemic, you're still getting seed. They just sent you a check. You think the government did that? God made them say, send everybody in the world a check. And God who provides seed for the sower and bread for the eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself active goodness, kindness, and charity. 
you read in 2 Corinthians about that, God said, when you sow, it increases your fruits of righteousness, kindness, and charity. And God says, when you start doing good things and showing love and showing kindness and showing goodness, I'm going to multiply more seed on you. I'm going to give more anointing on you when you begin to represent me in the earth realm and show the fruit of the spirit. Jesus died to get the fruit. He died to get the fruit. The Bible says he, he, the husbandman remains in heaven patiently waiting on the fruit to manifest. Do you not know that all the, through the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit operate? It's through the fruit of the Spirit the gifts operate. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance or confirmation or title deed. Of things we hope for. A title deed means some, title deed means something exists. When I have a title of a car, I can go to the car loan store and get a loan because I got the title to it. It says a car exists somewhere in the street somewhere, and uh, I own it. And so now I have a word or a promise or a prophetic word that says I have a promise from God. I will heal. I will put none of the diseases of Egypt upon you if you serve me and follow my commandments. That, that's what the word says. So why are you afraid of coronavirus? If God said I ain't going to put none of diseases. I don't understand these things. But that's all right. Y'all going to get some faith. We hope being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of the reality. Per faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. I can't see my healing. But I know the healing will come. I know he will heal me. I don't need to see it. All I need to know is he's going to do it. I don't see all the money in my bank account. But I don't need to see it. All I know is coming. I have faith that when I sit in a chair, the chair is not going to fall apart. I want to read this, this uh, 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 encouraging word to you. This is by Charles Slagle. I just try to overcome fear. Listen, this is a word of the Lord. This is a... Uh, uh, analogy or, or uh, he's a writer and he writes from the heart of the father this is the word a letter to his the, from the father of heaven to his son to you and me he said my son again you have delighted my heart by your willingness to give forsake all fears of having given unwisely and commit the memories of your offerings to me no longer look back don't look at oh I gave 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 Forsake questioning. I am the one who has led you to give you all, you all you have given, and I will bless your offerings. I will multiply all back to you again soon, very soon, in fact. Meanwhile, avoid the pitfalls of haste and presumption and abide in my peace. Abide in my peace. Be steadfast. You have to decide to abide. Refuse all rationalization or any thought luring you into the frenzy of fanatic grasping of self-reliance. Frenzy of, uh, I got to rely on myself. See, if you got to do it yourself, you don't need God. God's got you in a situation now that you got to trust God for your very being. You don't even know if you're going to get a job now. A lot of around the world, they don't even know they're going back to the job. We're, they're already laying off people on their job. They're already trying to get people to retire now. You don't even know you're going to, you have to have, your resource is God. Any action taken 
when even a hint of impatience or fear can never be an act of faith. Son, faith is a solid knowledge of the heart, not a groping, not a grasping guess of the mind. Faith is far more than believing. Faith is knowing. It is knowing arising from the inner reality seated in your spirit, in your spirit by my spirit. How can faith be in people that are not born again? They don't have his spirit. Faith. God said, I put it in your spirit. There's faith in your spirit. Yes, faith, truth faith is unshakable conviction that those things you have desired have already been provided. You're going from glory to glory, house to house, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, you're going. You have desired, have already been provided, and believe me, son, they have been provided. Everything about you has been provided. God wrote it in the book of your life from the beginning to the end. Every car, every house, every job you're going to have is already written down. If you have faith, God will give it to you. Glory to God. Everyone in the earth, you're coming face to face with the living God. Psalms 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord. When he delights in his way, God's way, not your way, his way, and he busies himself with his every step. You ponder your step, your spiritual walk. You, 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 you pray about it. You go and each step by step with God. Though you fall, though he falls, he will not utterly be cast down. For the Lord grasps his hand in support and upholds him. A righteous man falls seven times and he gets back up. So don't worry about it if you lose a car. Don't worry about it if you lose a house. He'll give you another one. He'll give you another car. He never gives you less. He gives you more. Oh, glory to God. I'm feeling good about this one. It gives you more than what you had. More is coming. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My own peace. This is Jesus talking. I now give and bequeath. When somebody bequeaths you something, that means that's, that's, that's a gift to you. That, that is something I'll give to you. That's in, your, that's in the wheel. Your peace is in this book right here. The wheel. This is his wheel. I give you peace. Not as the world gives you do I give you. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Don't be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. People are, wives are shooting husbands. Husbands stabbing wives. And families are fighting against family. Locked up straight in a straight place, confined place. Ain't used to this type of stuff. Ain't used to being seeing each other every day, all day, all long. Everybody's fighting. Who didn't wash the dishes? Who didn't wash the clothes? Who didn't sweep the flow? Who didn't pick up the clothes? Oh, who didn't get the dog poop out the yard? It's just a mess going on. God says, stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful, and intimidated, and cowardly, and unsettled. Don't let these governors tell you, oh, we're going to arrest you, and we're going to charge you $500. They can't do nothing to you. It's against the Constitution. Don't let these people tell you, that we'll take you to court, and we're going to shut your church down, and we're going to let them do it. God is your Redeemer. Don't be a coward. Show up to church on Sunday. Amen. Wear your mask if you got to wear your mask till you get faith. We're going to receive you. 
Then Slago goes on to say, son, you must become quiet and allow me to lead you as I always have. I will not disappoint you. You will see. Now, will you turn your thought to me and refuse to strive? Will you, will you just stop it? Sit down and come back to God. You need not try to become everything, anything, because what you already are is exactly what is needed where I am leading you this day. Oh, that's a powerful statement. What you already are is exactly what God needs you in this type point in your life. Quit fretting about I ain't this and quit fretting I ain't, I ain't got that job and quit fretting I ain't there. You ain't got there yet. Just be perfect where you are. Oh, glory to God. Besides, if you will receive my peace, if you will receive my peace, the Lord says, and simply enjoy being yourself, oh, you will put others at ease. Everybody else in Walmart won't be fighting each other. If you at peace, <laughs> glory to God. And they will actually be seeing you, seeing me in you and not you at all. You walking around smiling and they walking around with a frown on their fretful. Be confident. Oh, this is good. Boy, I like, I'm going to buy this tape myself. Choose to assume my quiet and unruffled calm in every motion, transaction, and communication. Have I not said my peace? I leave with you. So there you have it. Peace is a gift. I've already given it to you. Receive it. Draw strength from it. Be done with stress of trying to impress. I'm going to put that on Facebook. Be done with stress of trying to impress. Glory to God. Son, if you walk in stress, your friends will see me less. And the cycle of fear will continue. As you walk in my peace, my light will increase and my glory will cover and hide you. Then those who have feared meeting face to face will not be able to see yours for seeing mine. Oh, wow. That's a powerful. You need to get the book by, uh, by uh, Charles Slagle. It's a book. It's a whole book of analogies that he, he speaks. I love that book. The world is uncovered. Isaiah 28, 17 says, I will make justice the measuring line. I've been talking about the last three weeks. Justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. And hell will sweep away the refuge of lies and waters will overwhelm the hiding place, the shelter. God said, I'm exposing everything, everybody, everything. Isaiah 28, verse 18 says, and your covenant, your covering, your covenant with death shall be annulled. Your agreement with hell the place of the dead shall not stand. When the overwhelming scourge passes through, then you will be trodden down by it. God said, there's no place you can hide from me. I don't care if you made a covenant with the devil. I don't care if you made a covenant with hell. You got to come by my white throne or judge me before you get to any one of them. And as often as it passed through it, the enemy scourge will take you. For morning by morning will it pass through, day by day, day by night. And it will be utter terror merely to hear and comprehend the report and the message of it. Oh, the corona going to get you. Oh, it's coming back in September in a greater measure. Oh, y'all better get scared. 
The message of it. But it's only hard treatment and dispersion will make you understand God's instruction. God said, it's on, God said but only hard treatment, I got to beat the tar out of you, and <laughs> dispersion will make you understand God's instruction. And you know, your mom, you say, don't make me come in there. If I come in there, I'm coming in swinging. That's what God said. I'm coming down swinging. I'm whooping everybody. Some of y'all, I'm making you come into the house. Get on up to heaven. You don't deserve to stay down here no more. Get on, go home. You can't come out and play no more. God's whooping some people. Verse 20, for they will find that the bed is too short for a man to stretch himself on and the covering too narrow for him to wrap up in. God said, I done stripped away everything. Your bed is too short. Your covering won't cover you. Your money won't cover you. Your job won't cover you. Your boss won't cover you. I am the covering. So you better get in peace. Transition in peace. Psalms 105, 39 says, the Lord spread a crowd for a covering by day and a fire to give light by night. When he brought him out of Egypt, he was a covering, a pillar of, of cloud by day. The cloud was so big that it sent shade in the desert, keeping cool. And at night, it was heat. God said, I covered them with a covering. God wants, to, wants you to transition in peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding is in your heart. The way to get it is to say, Lord, I repent of my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. Live your life through me. I submit myself to God. I'm tired of running. I'm tired of rebellion. I'm tired of being stiff-necked. I'm tired of the pride. I'm tired of the perversion. Uh, there's no, I, don't get, I, I ain't happy because I'm smoking dope because I got to go get it again the next day. I'm not happy. I'm sleeping with every partner I can find, but still, I'm never satisfied. God said, come unto me, all you that are laboring, heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek and lowly in spirit. You'll find rest for your soul. So, in wrapping this up, find the peace of God means to return to the kingdom of God. Return to God and you will have peace in this transition time. As I said, 2020 will be a year of roller coaster up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's just going to be a roller coaster ride. So you might as well have some peace about it and smile as you walk in the kingdom of God. God bless you. See you next week in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. All right.